You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPL965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at Matthew-James.com. It's still missing, but can they still breathe? I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The Coast Guard estimates the submersible missing on a tour of the Titanic shipwreck may have already run out of oxygen or will very soon. More vessels have joined the search and rescue mission to find the Titan's submersible carrying five people that went missing on Sunday. The U.S. Coast Guard says the Canadian vessel Horizon Arctic has deployed a remotely operated vehicle that has reached the sea floor. While the French research vessel carrying a remotely controlled exploration robot called the Victor 6000 has arrived in the search area. That's Fox's Tanya J. Powers. A town in Texas has been twisted apart, homes and businesses destroyed. At least four people were killed and another 10 were left injured when a suspected tornado hit the town of Matador, Texas, east of Lubbock. A Dollar General store was completely demolished and power remains out for tens of thousands of people. Fox's Evan Brown, American journalist Evan Gershkovich, ordered to remain jailed in Russia as an accused spy. And Fox's Alex Hogan reports Gershkovich was... Yet again in what is essentially a glass cage when he made his way into the courtroom. That court today denying his appeal against his extended attention, meaning that he will remain in custody for at least another 10 weeks until his trial. And U.S. Ambassador Lynn Tracy was not allowed inside the courtroom today, but she did speak to reporters outside condemning this decision. We call on the Russian Federation to release him. Now when Russia's war in Ukraine a bridge that's one of the few links to the Crimea region has been damaged as Ukraine's president appeals for patience, says his armed forces move ahead with a counteroffensive to take back areas Russia took over. Another Republican wants to be president. Will Hurd. In Congress, I fought to lower taxes, secure our border, and provide more opportunities for the middle class. Will Hurd's also a Trump critic, saying in a video as he joins the 2024 race, if the former president is nominated, President Biden will be reelected. America's listening to Fox News. Do you have heart failure and often hear those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Okay, next time you're at the store, I dare you to not think about the unmistakable fresh, clean scent of Irish Spring. Yeah, you heard me. I want you to resist picturing a shower filled with those sensational Irish Spring suds. And if you succeed, well, you got what my gramps used to call resolutitude. Not a real word, but let's be honest. You're probably going to end up leaving with Irish Spring because of its irresistible scent and because you have zero resolutitude. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. 
To learn more about adopting a teen, visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Acadiana Center for the Arts is our cultural and artistic hub serving eight parishes through community development, education, live performance, film, and exhibitions. For information on getting involved in upcoming events, call 233-7060. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome, Moon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. It is time to get after it. Have fun. The most nonpartisan, nonpolitical show on air today. Easy listening sounds of the Moon Graffon Show. You know, uh, it, it's kind of... Uh, by the way, I got Scott McKay on at 930. I got Gary Forrest on at 1030 today. And uh, we'll be playing Bodie White's comments on the budget. I just want to get there. <laughs> Ain't read it, don't know what's in it. Uh, You can't, matter of fact, he's the only honest one so far, I believe. Uh, Anyway, we, uh, we, (laughs) I can't help it. I just can't help it. I I, I really thought we'd be over with talking about this craziness, but this is what happens. I've said it before, and I've been saying it for four years when you got really, really bad leadership, Uh, poor leadership. Leadership that was cheaply backdoored in. You're looking at what happened. You're looking at the chaos. It's been going on for the four years, but it really festered itself this time. And, I, you know, there are a lot of people running, new people running for uh, representatives and some Senate spots and things of that nature. And what I, and the good news is yesterday, I, t- I talked to a lot of people yesterday, but there are representatives that are people that want to be representatives, people that want to be senators, are starting to ask the right question, like, is this how it's going to be when we go to Baton Rouge? Is this what we're going to have to deal with? And, and the answer would be, no, you don't have to deal with this. If you don't get caught up in the good old boy network of them telling you, you vote this way, and if you don't vote this way, we're taking away your projects. The threats from the governor, the threats from Shake Snyder and, and Cortez. I want them to come on this program and deny they're threatening people. And they have threatened people physically. They threaten people to take away your money. We're going to campaign against you. You better vote like us. And that's, that's what uh, Stuart Little, very little bishop. I mean, with HB2. By the way, by the way, well, Bishop texted me yesterday. And I'm saying this publicly because I don't talk about Bishop privately. I talk about Bishop on the air. Stuart Little, very, very little bishop. 
And I've asked him to come on a program a thousand times, and Buddy's there. He ought to come on a program and defend himself. We'll start with his vote for Clay Shakespeare, and we'll work our way to HB2 this year. It'll take us time. He needs to come spend some time with us. Got a thousand questions for the man. All he's got to do, but, you know, don't. And I, I'm saying this publicly. Don't text me. You want to come on a show? Look, Craig Romero just walked in. Right? Have you ever known that there's been very few times I said, you can't come on, I got somebody else on? But, yeah, like I could count on one hand. Yeah, yeah on one finger probably. <laughs> so, if, so if one of these guys like him or Cortez or Shakes not want to come, just tell them to show up. We'll put them on. I don't have to have any notes in front of me. None. I just, we'll just go. But if you're going to text me, you know, why don't you come on a program and man up and come out here and talk about all this good stuff you did for everybody? That's what I think you ought to do. Just come on. That is behind the scenes. Text me. And, 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 and Brandon, technicality. You mentioned yesterday about House Bill 1 and put my name by it. You're wrong. I'm, I am House Bill 2. So everybody, I want to know. If I accidentally said House Bill 1 and mentioned Bishop, I was wrong. But let me get this clear. Right? You know how I like to clear stuff up. When I talk about House Bill 2, HB2, the project bill, the construction bill, whatever you want to call a bill, that's Stuart Bishop buying votes and, and putting pressure on people. I've seen, I bet you I've seen a half a dozen already text messages that Bishop told House members, you ain't vote like I want you to vote. You ain't getting. Who the hell is he? That that's what's been going on. Cortez did it, calling people behind the scenes. Brett Island, they all did this. The reason, so, you know, Romero, uh, money bags, money bags comes in here and say, "Well, you you fussing our delegation. I did our time." But they in power because the way they got in power, they backed in. Not just them. Tanner Bad News Bear, Big Big Mouth McGee is out there running and hollering. Now here he's hiding. These people are backed up in a corner. Shakes not a Cortez. All of them are backed in a corner because of what they did, not because of anybody else's moves. But so I'm just telling old Stuart Little, very little bishop, come here. Come to come show people. And I told him, Brandon, he needs to come get me straight on this program. He needs to come straighten me out. He needs to come set me straight because he's smarter than me. He's been doing this. He's actually been in Baton Rouge. I just think he ought to come. That all this texting crap that goes behind the scenes. I'm just letting y'all know that. The reason why, well, Moon, that was a private text. Oh, what? The private text, I'm doing stuff publicly. I have nothing to hide on anything I've ever said on this program that I can remember. Maybe they'll come in and bust me in the mouth, which is fine. I just said that. I'm not perfect, and I'm wrong, too. But I'm normally not wrong on character. And the character of the House and the Senate, all the senators, have really embarrassed us. But, you know, Stuart Letter should come on a program, man up, it's just like Tanner McGee, Brian. He didn't even show up at a deal they spoke the other day. He, had, he was busy. He was out of town. Well, Barrow Amity, which is from the same area, Barrow Amity, represent Barrow Amity. She's a little small, petite lady. She came in the program the other day. She's tougher than Tanner McGee. 
She's smarter than Tana McGee. She's got more heart than Tana McGee. She's got more soul than Tana Big Mouth Bad News Bear McGee. Okay? You can trust her more than Tana McGee. She's more of a man than he is. She's tougher than him. And yet, she's a real lady, a real professional, a real person. But Bad News Bam McGee runs and hides and plays behind and trips and fusses. He goes on a, on a Shreveport radio station. And maybe he was in Baton Rouge. I, I need to talk to Haldine. I forgot to ask Brian. He might, he might go on this too. Why don't you come on mine? He's smarter than me. He's an attorney, folks. I remember Stuart Bishop telling people he couldn't vote for the, whoever the guy was that ran against uh, Clay. I, I really don't remember the guys. Uh, Mac? Mac. Mac. Sherman Mac. Sherman Mac. I don't even know Sherman Mac. Mm-hmm. I never met Sherman. Brandon, if the guy was sitting right there, I wouldn't know that was Sherman Mac. But you just wanted Mac to win. No, no, no. I wanted a Republican to win by the Republican Party. And I remember uh, Stuart Little, very little bishop, on a program here, Brandon, you might not have been on a morning program yet with Bernie, said, I ain't want to vote Sherman Mack. He's a trial lawyer. That's what Bishop said. As Bishop stabbed us in the back so he can get the position he's in. Guess Tanner McGee is pro tem, second in charge. Really the best position to be behind a speaker. Guess what he does for a living? Trial lawyer. So Bishop had no problem voting against this trial lawyer because it wasn't his trial lawyer. <laughs> I mean, he's got, I mean, folks, so anyway, they got rep- people that want to be representatives and senators are looking at this and asking a question. You mean to tell me I got to go down there and that's what I'm going to deal with? You mean to tell Yes. If you are a Republican that can be bought off or a Democrat that can be bought off, are you somebody who takes threats and runs like hell? Yes, somebody that can be bought off, they're going to buy you. I'm telling all of them, every single one of them can be bought off if that's what you want to do, be bought off. I'm, I'm just telling you right now. If you want to be, if you're new and you're going to be an elected official, going to represent your people in the House or Senate, and you're new to the game, if you're not going to stand up for what you believe they're going to do with Bishop and McGee and Cortez and Alain and uh, Shakes not in them did, they're going to buy, see if they can buy you first. And if they can't buy you, then they're going to run you into the ground like they have the 19. Like I said, Beryl Amity stands way taller than little bitty town of bad news, bad big mouth McGee. She's way stands. She towers over him as a human being, as a person. She towers over Bad Bad News Bear. She's way more mature. She's way tougher. (coughs) You know that? Brandon, if you put them two in a a room with four walls, Tanner would come out running, crying, or he wouldn't come out at all. She's just a better person than he is. And she and he knows that. That's why he's got to get ugly. <clears throat> but they get ugly for one reason. 
They get ugly. They buy votes. And really what they want is they want people to say, I will vote like you, Mr. Bishop. I'll vote like you, Mr. McGee. Tell me what I got to do. <coughs> and most people they go down there as a Republican and they end up a wimp. Absolute wimp. So there it is. All right, we got to take a break. 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. So you new people that if you go in and you're going to buckle, don't go to Baton Rouge. It's not for you. If you're going to go and really vote the right way, then, yeah, we need people like that because we ain't got enough. Do you remember recess? Our children may not because teachers and schools are judged on how well our kids are prepared to take a one-size-fits-all standardized test. Teachers must teach the test. It's not the same as actual learning. And worse, teachers can't get kids out of the classroom and on the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. Employers look for those things. They can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. The truth is teachers should be in charge and parents, but we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. You may say this is common sense. You'd be right. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian and an independent. Let's let kids learn about life before they're old enough to be in it. And I mean it. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. Say Hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Don't forget I'm gone tomorrow. Mark Pope will sit in, be back all of next week, and then we'll... I don't know if I'm going to take a whole week off and out for the fourth, but uh, we'll be going a little bit. And then we'll be back, and it'll be rock and roll all the way through elections. And uh, it's going to be an interesting year. It's already running in muck already, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll get it right in the election. If we don't, we'll just keep being what Moneybag Romero said. Just keep bringing on the bacon, baby, and everything else don't matter. As long as you get that money. All right, let's go. T-Boy on the phone. T-Boy, how you doing? Let's let's try this again, Moon. All right. Let's 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 try it again this morning, okay? Um, let me reiterate one of the two things we talked about at the primate center, and I agree totally with the scenario, the formula, 
for spending. It's been around 50 years. Romero isn't all wrong. He's right, because if you don't spend all the money, we both agreed, if you get money from the government, you don't spend it all, they won't give you any more next year, correct? Unfortunately, that's correct. Okay, so we agree, and we agree on most things. But in this situation, the stars were lined up with those in power from Acadiana that did bring the bacon home. And, you know, uh, I'm a UL guy on the upper echelon. It's a Carnegie One institution. I served on the Board of Higher Education for eight years and pushed it very hard. We have at UL the best academician, uh, university academician with knowledge and know-how in Tijo Sawa. And he is the best in the state, okay? Uh, he's yeah, but, probably but one you of the are, best. But, T-Boy, you're, you're a UL guy, so you're going to say that. But go ahead. Well, hold on a second. I came, i tell you what, uh, now, now, there's people that, that are good, like Dr. Geis at Tech is very good, but Tijo is a research producer that has had, with the Primate Center and the, the assets he has to build research. That's where you can bring jobs to the state. The, the, the government bets to come on entities they know they can succeed. They just gave a big grant to the Primate Center to create a breeding facility because China has cut off the macaque no, and the, not, uh, not, the rhesus monkeys. T boy, don't let me let me finish. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna talk when you finish. Let me finish. Okay, and and that creates jobs. They also gave them money to expand the testing facilities as a level three BSL laboratory, the highest capability for testing for infectious diseases and antibodies, vaccines, and that's what they're gonna focus on the the antibodies. Okay, so this brings jobs. So if, if and then then there's a drug manufacturing entity which is separate from UL that they're going to do drug research and and major pharmaceuticals are going to locate down there. The money's been spent. UL is going to be the body of it that runs it, but they're not going to own it. But the research goes to UL again. So the well, jobs being produced down there are real jobs, Moon. Okay. We can't deny that. Well, you're going. Uh, you, it, you, it's part of the, the it's part of the, the slush fund formula. The last thing I'm going to tell you. Alario built an Alario Center in the middle of the swamp in West Wego. He was a powerful man, and uh, who, who mentioned it? Uh, Jefferson Parrish gets yeah. got a, a, the greatest law just with him every year. Look, so well, Craig Romero's not all wrong. Well, let me just tell you, let wrong. me tell you this. Two or three things that you, you messed up on. First of all, we dead, dead-ass last in everything for everything you just said. Number two, you said, you said, you said, you said the government invest in things, they're going to be successful. Really? Would you name what the government's been successful in that they invested, T-Boy? Everything the government invested, we lose. You're going to see it happen in global warming. We don't win when they invest in everything. Solyndra, that was something that Obama and them invested billions of dollars in. It flopped. Most of the things that the government invests in, we get beat, T-Boy. That's a fact. I can't believe you would make the comment. And number three, then I'm going to let you talk before we go. The delegation that you're talking about was put there fraudulently. They had 50, 68 Republicans. Your boy Bishop, uh, Bo Boyer, John Stefanski, all these people that like John Cocktail Cousin went over there, shook hands with the Democrats, the woke crowd, that's for abortion. That's for mutilating children. That's for boys being girls and playing in their sports. And they knifed 45 conservatives over here, knifed them in the back. That's why Bishop sits there. 
They didn't get that because they earned it. They get that because they knifed us in the back. Now, those are facts, T-Boy. Go ahead. I'm going to let you wrap up for a break. Okay, so listen to this. The monies they're using for the primate center, drug manufacturing, the nursing school, and the, the, the medical simulation lab, it's going to create jobs. So you can't deny that. Now, do 20, I think they right about 10 the old- jobs? What? Five jobs? Hold on a second. No, 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 no. You're not being fair. And, and I agree honest. with most of your comment. Look, I'm being, I, I, I agree with most of your commentary. And look, I don't agree with everything T.J. does at UL. I got news for you. But I am a research guy, and, and, I, and it, puts, it puts the institution on a map. It's going to help put Louisiana on a map in the future. So I'll agree with you on one thing. Let's see how many jobs it creates, okay? But I think the money was invested in the right place by all the guys you don't like. So by default, they did something good for the state, and they did something good for Acadiana. Okay, that's my position on this. Well, I'll just tell you, heading in a direction we're going, being last and staying last is not impressive to me. That's all I'm saying. Well, look, look, look. The most important question you can ask at any time in Louisiana, any time of the year, is what time is kickoff? I'll agree with you. All right, we got to go. We will take a break. You're listening to the Moon Report. out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, 
Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Support local. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Didn't say that. <laughs> Hi, hello. Welcome back. Moongraphone Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James. Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Brandon, if uh, Tanner Bad News Bad McGee calls, make sure you put him up. Okay. I'll make give him sure. first preference. Oh, absolutely. I ought to go call Burrow, Burrow Amity and get him on together and watch how little Tanner gets. All righty. We have Scott McKay, CEO and producer of the Hayrod. Scott, how you doing, man? Man, I got up this morning, and I took a shower, and then I went and walked the dog. And by the time I came back, I needed to take another shower. It's hot out there. <laughs> That's my worst pet peeve. Everybody complaining about hot weather in the summer. It is hot every summer. I got to take. All right, before me and you get into it on the weather, and I don't want to do it, let me play one clip for you. And it'll, it'll set the tone as a couple of things I want to talk to you about. This is Bodie White about the budget. They voted for. Okay, listen to this. I signed that conference committee report with two minutes to go before six, but I didn't have much time and I had no idea what was in it. I trusted my fellow legislators from the other side and obviously should not have. Scott, the man's signing bills, he ain't never read, he didn't have a clue what was in it. I mean, what a hell of a session, well, huh? It, it comes off as a little lazy, actually. <laughs> a little? Uh, I mean... Well, he chairs the committee in the Senate that got the budget. Yep. And they got the budget like a month before they did anything with it. Correct. So if he didn't know what was in the budget, I don't think that he should be blaming anybody in the House. No, oh, I agree 100% you know? with you. That's I what mean, I've what did saying. you do for a month, Bodie? Yep. But did by you the way, do anything? Bodie was in there. Bodie's been there for 20-some years. It ain't like Bodie yeah. ain't been around and watched the process in a while. I just think it's hilarious and then blame the House. And they had the budget longer than the House had the budget. <laughs> the House had the budget, did it, did their job, sent it over. And they waited and waited and waited. I, I just, I think that summed up what's been going on the last four to eight years. Well, I, I'll put it this way. I would give a little more credence if, say, Zizarang were to be making a statement like that based on what came back from the Senate at the last minute. Right. I mean, and I'm not and I'm not going to white knight for Z here. I'm just saying he would have a better argument along those lines than Bodie Whitewood because they got the budget well in advance. They could have scoured that thing and had all of their their T's crossed and, and I's dotted before they sent it back to the House. And apparently, I mean, what I'm reading into what this guy is saying is that they sat on their butt for a month. Yep. And they kind of phoned it in, and when you know, when now you got to show your work, and everybody's like, "Oh, nice job." He goes, "Oh, it's the house's fault." Yeah, but it's you, like what's amazing about this is the, I'm convinced the only person that knew about any of the budget was uh, was a blank page Cortez. I'm convinced the senators didn't know anything because they are when they listen to this. They had an opportunity. They had a hundred and some amendments, whatever the amendment was, eighty, hundred, hundred, whatever. They never read them. They, when they got there with the amendments, they didn't even read right. them. They didn't talk about them. They didn't ask a question. They didn't debate them. They just said, pass it on to the House. 
That that's yeah, that's really it's what like, happened. It's like a Nancy Pelosi Congress thing, is what that was. Um, well, I would say this, and I'm not even sure Paige Cortez knows the all the details in the budget. I think the people that know the details in the budget is Jay Darden and his minions. Like those, this is their budget, and this is actually. I mean, you're going to hear me say like we're going to need to grow government a little, but. Uh, there is such an imbalance, and everybody you talk to who spends any time on this in the legislature will tell you, there's such an imbalance in terms of information between the fourth floor and the legislature. Like, the legislators have very little staff. They have very little ability to actually dig into that budget and see what's in there. You know, and it's it, all of the information is on the governor's side. And when you have a John Bell Edwards, I mean, that is going to get abused in such ways that it, it, the whole thing is a farce. And I think you saw that this year in that, you know, I, like every time somebody talks about, okay, look, we're going to have to rein this in. You're spending money like a drunken sailor. We got to do something. And they sit there, you know, oh, no, we can't because if you cut this, then you're going to kill people and all this kind of stuff. I mean, they're talking about this $100 million that that, uh, that LDH uh, has to take a cut. It's not a cut. Not at all. It's $100 million less of an increase that they were going to have on a $20 billion budget. Mm -hmm. And these, these people have the temerity to say, oh, if you don't replace that $100 million, people are going to die. And it's like... Okay, we got four and a half million people in this state, and LDH spends $20 billion a year. How many people are going to die because you don't get another $100 million? By the way, uh, I mean, Bear Armady put it in, uh, I was Bear, maybe it wasn't Bear Armady, but they put it in good terms. $100 million out of $20 billion is like $100 out of 21000 That's correct. And think about that, though. If you had $21,000 and you you had to work with $100 less this year in whatever budget you would put it on, would you really be that ruffled? But they keep saying, well, you cut $100 million, that's $700 million when you go get money from the federal government. It's only $100 million. And, by the way, part of the reason is because the Medicaid expansion is now stopping. People have to come off of Medicaid. Which is a good thing. Oh, Medicaid thing. doesn't produce positive uh, uh, health care outcomes. You are just as well off being uninsured as you are being on Medicaid. Yeah, They've done know. studies on this and proved it. Well, but the governor has made a big... And look, I think you hit a home run when you said, and I've been saying this, Cortez, blank page, was a pawn by Edwards, but I keep forgetting about the, the legendary backstabber Jay Darton. They really ran the process through Page. So Page didn't really care what was in the budget. He didn't care if the Senate knew. He just told the Senate, vote like I tell you. And all 38 of them, he's the 39th one, said, okay, we'll do whatever you say. And you got senators out there now regretting their vote for what they've done. Well, and, and, you know, and I, I, I'm sorry that I can't muster up a whole lot of sympathy for these guys. I'm not. Like, did you not have a measure of Paige Cortez the man over the 12 years that you've served with him, Bodie White? Great point. Like, are you shocked that he lied to you? <laughs> I mean, like, really? <laughs> like, it's not like Paige Cortez was some upstanding member of the community that all of a sudden went bad this last year. He's been a bum the whole time. 
He got elected as the Senate president because he might have been less of a bum than some of the other ones that were third-term people. I mean, you could go recite some of these guys' names and, and well, know you exactly who you they are. Let, well, me, let, let me name two of them real quick. Judas John, Ronnie John, Ronnie Judas John. How about Fred Mills? Yeah. That was you. How about well, I, that was, Brett Allen? They didn't want him in there either. Well, Battle yeah. Peacock. I mean, come on. Well, give me a Republican that we can count on. There was none. Well, if you remember the other one that that you know the one that everybody was really afraid of was Rick Ward. I was about to say Rick Ward. Um, you know, I mean, like that that that, that third term crew was such a bad group. Um, you know, I mean, it was that was those are the people that went in in I guess twenty oh seven. Is that right? Well, they, well, that 12, um, 12 years. No, 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 no. They went in in twenty eleven, yeah. uh, and and I mean, this was a bunch of people that I mean, like I, I mean, I remember that election. There was nobody. I mean, nobody was running against Jindal, and it was just sort of like nobody even paid attention to Louisiana politics that year. And and this was the the crew that went into the Senate. And, you know, for third term uh, later, there's no leadership at all. And so Cortez gets it. And, you know, he doesn't lead. He follows. I mean, he he's leading the, the Senate, but they're following John Bell Edwards. You and know, he's got an R next to his name, and so do 26 other ones. You know why? It's uh, stupid. It's insane. He learned from Alario this. Alario did whatever yeah, the did. governor wanted you to do. He didn't care if you was Republican or Democrat. I know Cortez, everything lined up. Bell Edwards won because he got pawns like this guy and Shakes Nada. You have no leadership. Guys yeah. that backed in like Edwards. Edwards was a back-end governor. You know, Republicans didn't mm-hmm. understand what they were putting in. They understand, I think now, we're going to see. Let me take a break, Scott. When we get back, a little mm-hmm. governor's poll out there. I hear it's from Bell Edwards and them posts, the, the Democrats. But we'll take the numbers for what they are. Scott McKay to Hayride. You can check them out at the Hayride, folks. A lot of great articles, a lot of stuff you can find out, information you can find about what's going on in the state of Louisiana. And by the way, other states as well. We'll take a break. Be right back. As Louisiana's top law enforcement official, Jeff Landry has failed us. Murder, rape, carjackings. Under Landry's watch, Louisiana is now the most dangerous state in America. Stephen Wagaspak has a plan to take Louisiana back from the criminals. It starts by supporting law enforcement and giving them the tools they need. Wagaspak will work with DAs and prosecutors, ensuring repeat offenders stay off our streets. Stephen Wagaspak for a safer Louisiana. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana Pack. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 
13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. Always a lot happening in Iberia Parish. The Tesh Area Farmers Market happens a couple of times each week, Saturday mornings from 7 to 11 a.m. and Tuesday afternoons, 2 to 6 p.m. Both events are held at Bulani Plaza in downtown New Iberia. You can purchase delicious homegrown produce and homemade products by area farmers, artists, and crafters. If you'd like more details, give them a call at 369-2330. And the Delcom Seafood and Farmers Market happens the first Saturday of each month, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Bayou Carlin Cove Boat Landing and Pavilion. You can purchase what's fresh and seasonal from area farms and local waters, along with tasting opportunities and recipes, live music, children's activities, and a whole lot more. We'll see you in Delcom in early July for the Delcom Seafood and Farmers Market. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. Eat Lafayette is happening now through September 10th. Go to kpel965.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link to download the digital passport. You could win a trip for two with airfare and accommodations to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. It is a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline, MatthewJames.com. Scott McKay joins us from the Hayride. Uh, Scott, uh, there's a poll out. Uh, at, at, uh, it's, it's a, a Bell Edwards uh, group poll. It's a Democrat poll. But just take it for what it's worth. Landry, 31. Uh, Pothole Wilson, 21. That would be Sean Wilson. I call him Pothole. And, and everybody else is 6% or below. I just want to get your thoughts on that poll. Uh, well, I mean, it's the theory of the race uh, that has more or less persisted remains, right? I mean, uh, Jeff Landry's going to be in the runoff. Sean Wilson is almost certainly also going to be in the runoff. Um, and everybody else, I think there's too many people fighting for too small a pool of votes uh, for anybody else to uh, to upset that. Um, and the fact that, you know, neither John Schroeder nor Stephen Wagesback uh, ha- have been able to, like, distance themselves from the other, I think makes it pretty much a lock-in deal. I mean, it seems to me that Schroeder and Wagesback are in a death struggle, and one of them has to leave the race for the other one to have any chance at all of starting to climb. Um, and I don't see any evidence that either one of them are, are looking to back out. So I, I don't know how the race could change between now and, and, uh, and October. I mean, I, I just think it's locked in. Don't you? 
I, I, I tell you, Scott, I'm a little different on governor's races. And I mean it sincerely. I've watched a lot of things happen. I've been watching this since Edward Edwards won. Well, before that, but I started my radio program when Edwin Edwards was, was in his last term. And uh, I don't look at it quite like that, but I see why you you read that. I've had other people tell me the same thing. I just think that governor's races in the state of Louisiana are funny. They're hard. They're different. And sometimes they can stop and turn. And that's the thing. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know like, if that can happen, that. but but I'm just telling you, yeah. I've sat back too many times and watched the turns. Look, the advocate, the devil's advocate hadn't got involved. Is they gonna, they're going to rip Jeff to pieces. Uh, you got packs like Gumbo Pack, the nastiest, filthiest, no trashy bunch of people you ever seen. You just got a lot that can still happen. I just think it's too early to say what you said. Although, if that happens, I'll be the first to tell you, you were right, but most people think like you do. I just don't. I, I think there's a lot more to come during this race. It's still June, and I don't think anybody's paying attention right now. Well, look, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying because you're, you're exactly right that the history of governor's races in Louisiana would favor a Wagaspak or a Schroeder or even a Richard Nelson or somebody like that because there's always somebody that comes out of nowhere uh, who catches fire late. Right. I mean, that that is I mean, you go Kathleen Blanco was like that. Buddy Romer was like that. John Bell Edwards was like that. Dave Treen was like that. Uh, it the history of it. it de- you're you're definitely Mike right. The Mike, thing Foster. About this, Mike Foster was the one. Yeah, I'm Mike Foster is another was, perfect. He was example. at like exactly this, this time of year. He was like three or four, five, six percent. And when he qualified and once again, the na- dynamics were different somewhat. But uh, well, here's another question for you real quick. Will the DA get in from New Orleans? I mean, he wouldn't have a chance, but will he get in where they split him and Potholes vote to get two Republicans in a runoff? I mean, is that a possibility? I thought I, I thought that he uh, – didn't he come out and say he wasn't going to run? I didn't see that. I, I thought, thought I, 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 thought I, I saw, saw that like a week ago. And, he, and by the way, you might be right. All I, And by the way, you're going to see things I don't see. I just The last thing I saw on him, he was considering it. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw that too, but then, I don't know, it was a week or two ago – uh, he told, I think it was one of the TV stations down there. He said, "No, nah, no, I'm not going to run." And and it's it's like, yeah, I guess you not. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, other than other than to, you know to be a tool of of uh, of you know Schroeder or Wagaspak to try to you know get them some leverage to get in the race. Which look, if they pulled that off, it would be brilliant. You know, that would be a really good move. Um, but you know, Jason Williams is probably not the right guy. You're probably better off with Latoya Cantrell than Jason Woo! Williams. Boy, you said a mouthful right there. God, it burns. I mean, that's bad. You bro. know, La- Latoya is sitting on a thirty percent approval rating in New Orleans, so I don't know how what her prospects of moving up are. But um, you know, I, I, that I mean, trying to split the va- black vote is the only real way that you could get two Republicans in the race. Um, you know, and you, I, the, 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 let me give you one other scenario. I might be wrong. I see people gearing up and gearing up and get up. Well, all this politics and when this session is still going on, by the way, well, all this hurt the turnout. It's not that we got the greatest turnout in governor's races anyway, but you think the turnout, if turnout changes dramatically, what does that do to the race? Um, well, I mean, I think it depends on the perception. Like if, if, if you have a third candidate who starts to rise, okay. Um, and it, and it, 
kind of adds some drama to it, I think if that probably boosts turnout. But if everybody just assumes, okay, it's Landry and Wilson, you know, you're going to get the, the, the core voters and probably not that many other people. And then you're going to get the runoff is going to be a, a real low turnout affair because nobody's going to think Sean Wilson can beat Landry anyway. Uh, you're, um, looking, you're looking in the thirties. You you're looking in the thirties on a runoff, and that that ain't good for yeah, these, these, I mean, all these local races. Will matter big time. Well, and you got some down ballot statewide races that will be competitive, mm-hmm. uh, and they may, they may actually drive the turnout more than the governor's race does, depending on how things go. So, I, you know, I, it's too early to see you know how that works, but. You know, and I always used to think that a low turnout race was not a bad thing because the people that vote most often are the, you know, the most informed voters and you tend to get a little bit better electorate that way. But, um, you know, with the ballot harvesting and the different things that that the Democrats have done, you know, I'm not so sure that that's true anymore. So. Uh, I think, you know, everybody needs to get out and vote for sure. But the big thing is, especially between now and October, is vet candidates. Because we cannot have, particularly in the legislative context, we cannot go and elect a legislature full of people that, that, you know, shine you on as to how conservative they are. Uh, and put an R next to their names, you know, to quote unquote prove it, and then go to the legislature and do what these guys have done. Yeah. You, we have got to impose a much higher standard on our state legislature because, I mean, we just got the newspaper swatted across our nose in this last legislative session, no, no. and it has got to be a learning experience for Louisiana's well, voters. I, I, you have to, you have to have people with conviction and principle and intelligence going in that legislature anything short of that and you're going to get what we're getting yeah i had i had i'm starting to get people friends of mine calling and said man these people that are running these new people that are running that want to go to legislature are asking is this how it is is this what we're gonna have to go deal with and my and what i tell them is tell them hell no if you run as a republican then vote right stand your principle don't be bought out or bought down or shake down uh shake's not a no no pun intended there don't be shake down just don't do what you yeah. did you, you you promised to do. The other thing is, let me real quick, and I'm gonna let you go. I had zero Zizarang on my program. He's supposed to come back and tell me about a two billion dollar budget deficit. Never has. But I asked him straight up. I said, "Are you gonna walk across the aisle?" Because I know you and Paula Pelosi Davis and Tanner Bad News, Big Mouth McGee, all y'all want to be Speaker of the House. Are y'all gonna walk across again and let the Democrats elect? You know what he answered? He said, "I only promise you." that it will be a Republican Speaker of the House. I said, it's not what I ask you. It's not what I ask yeah, you. And I said, you're answering it in a bad way. I'm gonna, and I asked it again. He said, I'm just going to promise you going to be a Republican. He basically said, if I got to walk across the aisle, or Paula Pelosi Davis got to walk across the aisle, we'll do it again. Remember, they only need 18, probably, Republicans with the 35 Democrats. Only 18. They can buy 18. That's right. That bothers me, Scott. Bothers me big. Well, I, look, and the, the bright line pledge everybody has to has to take, or else you cannot vote for them, is that they will decide a speaker in the delegation meeting. That because that it has to be the majority of the Republicans, and then everybody agrees. Yes, we will get to fifty three here in this room, because anything, any kind of repeat of the Clay Schechter thing is illegitimate we've already seen what it produces which is not good and that that cannot 
ever be allowed to happen again. But we cannot in the Senate elect a Senate president based on, well, everybody's horrendous. This one's not quite as bad as the other ones because that's how we elected a Senate president. That is pathetic. Yeah. Well, I think you need a, a different body of senators, which I think hopefully we can we can work on a good bit this fall because you, you need some good options in the Senate. What you you didn't have any this past, this past go around, so that's kind of the important thing. Now the question yeah. there is, do you elect a freshman Senate president? Well, here's the worst thing you can do if you're going down Senate presidents that are put up, and you go, damn, damn, damn. Damn, you're in trouble. <laughs> you are in yeah, trouble, well, they, brother. All right, Scott. Right. We'll do it that, again. that loss was earned in, on election day, not when they picked the Senate president. Well, give people your website real quick. Uh, Thehayride.com. All right. 5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. leader shows up at the White House. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. I've long believed that the relationship between the United States and India is one of the, will be one of the defining relationships of the 21st century. President Biden welcoming him on a red carpet. Modi then heads to an Oval Office meeting, a press conference, a speech to Congress, and then a state dinner. The U.S. is trying to bring India closer to the West to counter China away from Russia, though India has been buying more Russian oil, in fact, hitting an all-time high in May. Uh, also, it relies pretty heavily on the Russian arms industry, so that's uh, been an issue that the U.S. has been uh, likely to address here. Fox's Rich Edson of the White House in Russia jailed American journalist Evan Gershkovich ordered to remain behind bars at least two more months after he lost an appeal in court where he was placed inside a glass cage again. Gershkovich and his employer, the Wall Street Journal, vehemently deny he's a spy. He's classed by the U.S. as wrongfully detained. Russia says it's considering an American government request to visit him in Moscow's Lefortovo prison. Fox's Jonathan Savage. Four people are dead in Texas, 10 injured after a tornado tore apart the town of Matador. There are more than 200,000 out of power across Texas from storms. Time's running out trying to rescue the five people on that submersible missing since Sunday on a tour of the Titanic shipwreck. The Coast Guard estimates oxygen on the sub may have run out or will soon. The French vessel La Tante La Talante launched an ROV remote operated vehicle. Prior to that, the announcement that the Canadian vessel Horizon Arctic deployed an ROV that reached the seafloor and began its search around 12, 13,000 feet of depth. Fox's Mike Tobin in Newfoundland. We got updates on the economy this morning. Sales of previously owned homes rose slightly last month from April, but is down 20% from a year ago. Supply of houses on the market is at an all-time low, and the national median sales price declined the most in a decade, 3%. America's listening to Fox News. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk, I would sleep upright with more pillows, but that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. With just one pill each morning, Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it sleeping. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn with Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. At Simply Safe, we know during a break-in, every second counts. So our home security system is powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who use Fast Protect technology only from Simply Safe to capture video evidence and verify a threat for fast police response. Now install Simply Safe your way. Do it yourself or have an expert set it up for you with new Pro install. Get 20% off any new system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/radio. There's no safe 
like Dino's Pizza Like No Other, family-owned and operated restaurant in the Acadiana area serving the highest quality pizza on their signature crispy cracker-like crust. Make Dino's Pizza a part of your family traditions. Two locations, Bertrand and Kali Salute. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Brandon, don't ask me what I'm going to be doing at 6 o'clock tonight. If you do, you're a fool. I'll be watching the Tigers. The Tigers got a great shot to get back to the World Series Championship. And uh, I tell you what, it was fun last night for them. Because tonight, they got uh, Skeens is coming off for four days rest. He usually does about six. Mm -hmm. And then they got the top dog from uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, the long-haired dude. Yeah, watch them both get knocked out in the second inning. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Huh? Baseball's a funny game. It is. Hey, you better have your best stuff for that day. And uh, but I'm hoping not. I'm hoping Skeens can get him to six or seven. He Man. needs to. I bet he's going to be somewhat on a pitch count. He will. He's been throwing about 120 pitches. Yeah. I mean, he throws a lot of pitches. And uh, but he, you know, sometimes it's not a complete game. So mm-hmm. I think if they can get to 9,800 pitches, uh, they're going to give him a right. You remember. Whoever wins this game, Brandon, the finals start take Saturday. On, yeah, take on Florida. Well, you got to win they two usually out of take three. The, I thought they usually did like they a did. Monday. They didn't this year. Not this year. And no. I think that would have helped oh, yeah. tremendously. Remember, Florida won on Wednesday. Uh-huh. Thursday, Friday, off, play Saturday. Yeah. So any pitchers that pitch the weekend are good to go. Mm-hmm. In the case of Wake Forest and LSU, you know, I'm going to say the earliest they would use those guys would be Monday. That means you have yeah. to win one of the two games, mm-hmm. and you couldn't use them full time. I mean, it's just, it's just no way you're going to be able to throw him seven, eight, nine innings. But I will tell you this. LSU is sitting where they are today yeah. as much for their pitching in the World Series. Their bullpen. As, yeah, their bullpen. Brandon, not just that. They started a guy tonight. I don't remember all the guys' names. I forget That's what I'm name. saying. He came out the bullpen to start. Night before last, mm-hmm. six innings. Yep. Through a gym. The guy last night didn't last. The guy that relieved yeah. pitched almost five innings. And Almost he looked just like the guy. Ks, and then, and then yeah. Raleigh, Raleigh Cooper has been lights yeah, out. Yeah, so is. I'm gonna give their pitching a lot of credit. Uh Remember. even though even though their yeah. bats, you know, they got five runs last night. Mm-hmm. I forget what they had the night before. Uh uh the game they lost was a three two. They struck out, I want to say, 16 times. They strike out a lot more than they used to. Well, I remember Wake Forest has like the best pitching staff in the nation as a team. Then they went up against Tennessee, who threw their ace at them. So their hit their bats been going up against a lot of excellent pitching as well. So well, it's well, you know. I'm gonna tell you LSU's pitching the last two nights was like, and we know Skeens can flat out throw mm-hmm. it, but it's, it doesn't mean you win because you pitch. Yeah. yeah. But those those guys that he used last night, everybody was talking about how bad the pitching is mm-hmm. and pitching. They lost three kids, uh, Tommy John or whatever surgeries they had. Uh, I, it's been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying myself watching. I'm glad for LSU and and I'm just they can get by tonight. 
you got a chance then. You just you just got a chance. I mean, baseball is a funny, funny game. I like to see them bats come alive and get seven, eight runs tonight. Yeah. Uh, you can say, what are they doing? Schemes, they won't need that many. Sure, you <laughs> don't, don't bet. How many times you sat there and watched? We got a pitch and do, and it mm-hmm. works out great. You go, yep. wow, what a game. I am a pitching guy. Yeah. I love a 3 2 2 1 ball game. I, that means you had great pitching, you probably had great defensive plays. Yep. But I like when the Tigers are swinging the bat, though. It makes you feel more better mm-hmm. when they're scoring runs. Yep. So uh, it's, uh, like I said, Skeens did not pitch uh, the last two games for them. Right. And they won. And I think that says a lot about the staff they built. Matter of fact, the pitching coach at LSU is now going to, is it Georgia? I don't remember. He got a head coaching yeah. job. Yeah. I think it's in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm not up to date on I never watch ESPN. I turned, I tried to turn on ESPN two weeks ago. And they were talking Pride Month. <laughs> I, I, I said, it ain't going to happen. You kept on going. I no, no, I did. I, I went to, uh, I go to those old Western movies, <laughs> something like that. Something I've seen 200,000 times. And I'd much rather watch this. And I'm going, well, see, ESPN ain't changed. They woke and they stand woke. And I would never watch it if they didn't have ball games. I wouldn't need the package because I don't watch any of the other stuff on it anymore. But the NCAA tournament, uh, College World Series, I hope they can get there. If they can get to the World Series championship, them in Florida, you know, we're going to have – I think it's going to be a, a shootout. It'll be a good good time. And once again, SEC teams uh, making it back to the top. Uh, three of the four three, – now, I don't really like to say this, but three of the four final teams, Brandon, uh, were SEC teams. Am I saying that? No, two of no, the no, final two four. No, no, two of the four. Yeah, Tennessee. And Tennessee got beat yeah. before. That's right. I'm yeah. sorry. And that's because LSU beat them. And the pitching coach, Jack says, was Georgia. Yeah, you were right. Georgia? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I thought I was right on that, but, yeah. you know, sometimes when you're glancing at it yeah. like I do, you miss some of that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yesterday, glass plant in Lincoln Parish permanently, permanently closing next month. 300 jobs are gone. That was the old Rob Shadwell. raising taxes. Go to every tax. Uh, so now, and let me tell you something. I know North Louisiana because I lived there for 35 years. I'm an old southern boy in the southern part of the state, but I lived there for 35 years. 300 jobs anywhere in those rural areas, it's, it'll bite you on the butt. I don't care what they paid. It doesn't matter. Uh, 300 jobs. Was it Simsboro or something like Lincoln Parish? And that's just... That's just that's that's not good. That's a that's just a bad bad timing uh, for you know for jobs. I mean, we need in Louisiana, we really need jobs, and uh, unfortunately, you know, all this fussing we've been doing about the legislative session, all the money coming in. Uh, I know T boy, and I love T boy. T boy is talking about jobs and jobs, but I'm talking about jobs everywhere, not one area. I'm talking about real jobs everywhere, right? You know, when we think, when I think of a job, maybe I think of it different than y'all. When I think of a job, I always think of a career. Right? Does that make sense to you? I like to think of jobs as careers. Mm-hmm. So when somebody's looking for a job, that's nice. If you need a job, that's really good. But a career is what you're really looking for. You're looking for something you can go do for a long time. Brian, I've been doing this 30 years. I'd have never dreamed I'd do this 30 years. It's been a career now. If it ends tomorrow, and it could, I don't ever know, but if it ends tomorrow, I've, I've had a career. I'd go start me another career. But I want people want to look for careers. People are moving out of the state. 
People are moving out of the state because they're looking for good-paying jobs. I hear Bell Edwards and the media, oh, we got a lot of jobs. Jobs, they're not careers. People are leaving this state and these young people that are leaving, they're looking for a career. They're looking for an opportunity to go be the best they can be. But you can't tell these politicians this. Glass Packing Company, company announced Tuesday shutting down as Simsboro. Brandy, you ever even heard of Simsboro? No. Okay. Simsboro is a little bitty, small, small place. Wait, did you uh, say Simsboro? Simsboro. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Simsboro. Glass plant located off the industry exit on I-20. Uh, that closure will be completed next month. North American continues to focus on enhancing our overall performance of the leading supply of glass packaging to the food and beverage industry. One multi-year performance. Anyway, they always cut them in Louisiana. 2018, Brandon, 450 people working at the plant, which was more than the 350 workers the facilities needed to employ to stay in compliance. News and pending closure spread Tuesday. I was being said by some other that changes to the company's deal with the state of Louisiana could have played a role in this decision. So something the state of Louisiana done, they're saying. I'm just reading what it says. As news of the impending closure spread. By the way, if somebody knows, we'd love to hear. Bella, if you were working there. Spread Tuesday afternoon was being said by some that changes to the company's deal with the state of Louisiana could have played a role in its decision to close the plant. What? This is my quote. What the heck did we do this time? I hope they wasn't working with Bell because I'm telling you, it ain't going to work. He don't know anything about business and jobs. So, once again, these are people that probably had a career there. They've been working there. Uh, it's, uh, it, it breaks my heart again because those places like that and those country places, It's uh, I don't even know I don't even know the words to describe how much this hurts. I mean, I just don't know the words to describe it. You know, we always hear about this company is not leaving and it's saving seventy jobs. We need every job we can get. And look, when you're talking about a glass plant, and you're talking about. Cola products and stuff like that. I mean, we ought to be rolling with that. Said, uh, let's see, production facilities effective mid-July 2023rd. Existing customers, these facilities will continue to be supplied from alternative locations in our network. By the way, they also closed one in Wilson, North Carolina. Because North Carolina is a very productive place. It has lots of jobs. Stuff like this won't cripple them like it does us. How many people go to college working a glass plant? It doesn't matter. Most people are not going to college. It's just, once again, breaks my heart. Uh, I know a lot of people in Lincoln Parish, good people. Uh, I don't want to see anything like this happen, but this continues to happen. When they close, when they close companies, I've always worried why they close Louisiana. We seem to be in a closing all the time.
<clears throat> so to the people up there, hoping and praying that you find something else that you could work on your career. I really do. All right, we got to take a break. 844-766-6607. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor, Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that sauce and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, Hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. If you're hiring, the views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Highline. All right, this is in. Folks, I want you all to listen to me clearly on this. This is I just read this, and I'm just bawling mad. Tanner Bad News, Bam McGee. So he's doing an interview with L.A. Politics, okay? I want you to say, he's nonchalantly basically says, we don't need to do a veto session. We're going to pass this thing with Gabe Furman's bill. It ain't no big deal. That's what he said. The Furman bill to protect women, kids from being mutilated ain't a big deal to Tanner. Let me read it to you. Question was, is the legislature headed toward another veto session? Which bills would keep an eye on when would uh, such a session be held? Bad news bear, big mouth McGee. Listen, this is, by the way, if you get the, the weekly facts, you need to go read this. 
I would say it's 50-50 on a veto show. All the talk is on Gabe Furman's bill preventing certain kinds of medical intervention of transgender youth. That's the one I'm receiving emails from the public on. In an ele- listen to this. Listen to what he says. In an election years, the members need to decide whether they want to spend that time in Baton Rouge making headlines or be in their district campaign. That, he, he basically said the people that are for fighting John Bell Edwards, keeping children from being mutilated, the people that want to go back to Baton Rouge are the people that want to make a headline. So you got you want to go make some headlines or you want to go back and campaign in your district? This is Tanner McGee. This is putting thy mouth up thy rear end. He just said that. In an election year, the members, this is dealing with the Gabe Furman bill. Well, I'm telling you, legislators ought to be so mad at this cat. Gabe Furman's bill, which protected children that Edwards has threatened to veto. That's the one I'm receiving emails from, he says. In election year, members need to decide whether they want to spend their time in Baton Rouge making headlines or be in that district's campaign. In other words, everybody that wants to protect children, listen to me. He is the one saying that you people just want to make headlines. You don't, you don't care about children. This guy's a nut, folks. At the end of the day, I think this bill will pass in Louisiana regardless. And although we don't have to go back to a special... A veto session. It's, we're going to do it next year. We'll do it next year. Always put it off. In more of a matter of timing. We're trying to save children's health-wise. And this guy says it's about timing and politics. It is, is it in this year an override session and next year with a Republican governor? Then they ask him about uh, the open war among House Republicans. Stories get a little bit overblown. That said, there was always been a couple legislators who wanted to make clay shakes not a time with the gavel difficult as possible. That's You know why he says it like that? Because he's one of the people that knifed everybody in the back so he could be pro tem. See, troublemakers are outside the, the, the realm of leadership that wants their way. They said that privately and, and to some extent publicly, it came to head this session. Last term, I don't remember passing a single budget that wasn't on the last day with little more time to consider. The term we large, uh, but there were, we, was never a public lambasting Republicans against the Speaker. This term, we largely avoided the scenario until the end of the session. I think it's being election year has amplified the rhetoric. People are running for office jockeying for Speaker, which makes this convenient talking point. For the most part, 99% of us want to get along with each other. There's just a couple of loud voices who created the storm that thrive off of division, but they're the exception, not the rule. Listen to this guy. They caused the problem. Tanner Bad News Bad, Big Mouth McGee was part of the 23. Brandon, what's our, what I always say about these people? The gift that what? Keeps on giving. Keeps on giving. They started it. They the ones walked across. Cut the deal with the Black Caucus, the Democrats. Cut the bad, put the bad guys out. They cut a deal, and that oh, that's just a bunch of big mouth. We, they want you, everybody else to shut up, everybody to go away. Let me tell you, folks. Him, bogus Boboye, Zero Zerang, Paula Pelosi, Davis. They all want to be speaker, and they're all willing to cross back over and get the Democrats to put them in there. You realize they only need 18 Republicans out of about 70 to put the speakership back in ignorance like Tanner McGee. 
And I can't think of anybody more ignorant than Cantana McGee. And that's why somebody like Beryl Amity is tougher, bigger, stronger person than this guy. Way stronger than McGee. McGee now is on record as calling people out because they don't agree with them, and he's on record now not caring about the transgender youth bill. He don't care. Well, we do it later. It ain't no big deal. Like people just want to come in and make headlines. I'm telling you, folks, this guy's a Republican. How can somebody not run against this guy? He got beat by 62-38 in the judge race. People will reject him if somebody's got the money to run. That seems to be the problem. What a joke. What a joke, Tanner McGee. When we get back, Gary Forster. Uh, it's always good to have Gary. We take a break. Be right back. Official Jeff Landry has failed us. Murder, rape, carjackings. Under Landry's watch, Louisiana is now the most dangerous state in America. Stephen Wagaspak has a plan to take Louisiana back from the criminals. It starts by supporting law enforcement and giving them the tools they need. Wagaspak will work with DAs and prosecutors, ensuring repeat offenders stay off our streets. Stephen Wagaspak for a safer Louisiana. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana Pack. Hi. I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hi, hello. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number of Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Gary Forster, former Labor Secretary, former representative for many years, New Orleans native and still a New Orleans guy. How you doing, Gary? Doing good, Moon. Uh, it, it's a Thursday that feels like a Friday. <laughs> well, today is my Friday, so I'm just going to let you know that. Uh 
I want a uh, couple of things I want to talk to you about. I don't, I don't know if you saw that glass plant in North Louisiana, about six miles west of Ruston, uh, Simsboro, Louisiana, just is closing in July. Somebody said it would be about the sixth largest employee in the parish. You know, if you've ever been up in the rural areas that I, I lived in for most of my life, really, uh, this is kind of devastating. I mean, it's just, but it's not something we concentrate on in Louisiana is worrying about jobs. That's just my opinion, but I, I think I'm correct. Well, and, and really, it's the problem that we've had as long as John Bell Edwards has been governor, because all we do is, keep losing jobs and keep losing people who want jobs uh, or who had jobs because the work ethic keeps moving out of Louisiana. And John Bell is not worried about that. John Bell is worried about spending more money. That's all he cares about because he, you know, continues to beat up Bobby Jindal about the budget deficit and pat himself on the back for passing taxes and an outrageously large budget. I mean, well, we got, it's just crazy. Yeah, we got so much money because of hurricanes, floods, and uh, COVID. They act like they created that. That's what's so sad. Well, we got these jobs and unemployment rates better than theirs, and they act like they did something to create this. So my question would be, if they did something to create all this prosperity, what did they do? Well, Wait, I mean, what, what bill did they pass that was a step in the right direction that caused it? Right. And, and again, they equate spending more money with progress. Mm-hmm. Our education that. is not better. The kids are not reading better. They're not performing better on, you know, the nationalized, standardized test. It's because... All we keep doing is doing cross-the-board pay raises or stipends or whatever you want to call it. We throw money at the problem and think that that solved the problem, and it does not improve the roads, the bridges, the education, the health care. does not. Yeah, uh, I want to play something for you. Did you watch the sickening end of the session, and then we started hearing about how they didn't have time to read the bills and how they didn't know what was in it. I got to I want to I want you to listen. And I don't know if All he right. was there when you was there or not, but this former uh, a Senator Bodie White. Now remember, he's the head of the finance committee. He's the head of the budget. Okay, now that means he's the head of the finance, head of budget. Now you think, well, somebody's been around like he knows everything in the budget, right? Listen right. to his right. comment the other day publicly. So we've been nice enough to keep playing it for people. Listen to this. I signed that conference committee report with two minutes to go before six, but I didn't have much time and I had no idea what was in it. I trusted my fellow legislators from the other side and obviously should not have. He ne- he passed the bill. He was the head knocker. I did not know what was in it. Now, Gary, I got to tell you. That, I mean, when I look at that, that's lack of leadership right there. Well, and and... And he was blaming it on the House. Oh, I know. By the way, they got the bills back. 23 minutes left. They got some of them with one second to read and seven seconds to read on some of these budget bill stuff. And they had two or three, four budgets there. But how can you blame the House when the Senate had the budget for over for 30 days and SCR3 
Cortez told the House, if y'all don't pass breaking the cap, I'm not sending you the budget. Yet you blame the other side. I, I, I'm trying to figure this out. Well, it was a it was a failed threat. I mean, the 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 problem is is that when you do silly things like that, it's not called leadership. Uh, it's it's just like the governor Moon. I mean, you know this this guy who likes to pat himself on the back, you know, for being uh, Mr. West Point and the honor code and all that. All he did was try to punish people for voting their convictions. Yep. Oh, they did the that. conservatives got punished. Yep, they did that. But, you know, wouldn't you say, if when I look at the budget and them doing this, this tells me, and somebody, Scott McKay was on earlier, made a good point. That tells me Governor Edwards was in control. I know him and Edward, uh, Blank Page Cortez, the Senate prayer work side by side every second. And Jay Darden, they just kind of got what they wanted, and they didn't really care. Senators, you realize when they sent the budget back to them with a, 80 to 100 and some amendments on them. They didn't even ask a question about it. They just passed it through. Did you know that? Not one question. Not one senator stood up and said, you know, I got a problem here. Not one. Not one on the Senate side. All that says to me is they got bought. Yep. They were bought and paid for. They got their little pet projects. Uh, whatever they say they didn't know about the budget, they knew about whatever projects were, were promised getting. to them yeah. in their districts that they were going to get. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they knew what they were getting in the budget. But they didn't realize anything else about the budget. But the Senate, Gary, 39 of them lined up by a blank page, and they just said, yes, don't bother us. Let's get the hell out of here. And now we're seeing – and then Cortez and Brett Allen and uh, on the House side, it was Jake Snyder. Buy. He bought Democrats. He gave them each a million dollars for their district. Uh, Tanner, Bad News, Bear McGee, Stuart Little, very little bitch. All the big players, all of them, they went out there and bought votes and threatened people. That's, that's what they did, Gary. Well, and, and Moon, when you have $45 billion of spending, it's, it's like, inconceivable i mean i i don't know how anybody can believe that they knew what they were doing even before the last minute you know what i'm saying i mean even even if you dialed it back that's just a ridiculous amount of money for a very small state to be spending and again not talking about we're doing this because our scores have increased or the kids are doing better or our universities have, you know, improved their national rankings or any of the good stuff or more people are working. Mm -hmm. They play games with this unemployment rate stuff mm -hmm. because all that is is a guesstimate. There's a real number of how many people are working. There's real numbers of how many kids are succeeding in school. And they don't talk about real numbers. They just talk about dollars like, well, we spent more money, so things must be getting better. Yep. I think you hit it on the head. Throw money in your community like they did, and everybody's happy. But, Gary, here's the problem. There's somebody listening to me going, oh, y'all just being negative. And, I, and I'm not negative at all. I'm the most positive person you probably know. What I'm saying is you can't keep doing the same thing expecting different results. That's my frustration. Yep. 
They don't come to, yep. we did this, and this is going to make it better. They don't do that with insurance. They don't do that with jobs. They don't do that with anything. They just say, bring on the money, bring on the projects as our young people just scatter out of here. No, in all that budget, $51 billion, okay, with all the money they got, if you can tell me three or four things they did for economic development for everybody, not one area of the state, not one little parish, everybody, I would love to know, man. I would really like to get on the bandwagon to brag about it. I'll be glad to brag about it. Well, Moon, the, 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 the point is is that we've elected all of these Republicans, mm. and they go to Baton Rouge and they act like Democrats because they don't talk about achievements or, or accountability. They talk about spending more money. Like, that makes things better. That's my point. With the, the, things haven't changed from Edwin Edwards in, in no. terms of how we spend money. And, you know, whether people think, you know, no matter what your color is, no matter what your party affiliation is, no matter what your sex or your sexual orientation or any of that stuff is, just know that we spent more money so things are going to get better. And they don't. Yeah. They well, don't. That's, that's the point I've been making, Gary, for 25 or 30 years. And what's starting to bother me is, well, I'll be around when it gets better because I don't, you don't, I mean, leadership, all the leadership, the governor, the Senate president, and the speaker, and I was all backed in. Every single one of them backed in. They spent in money. And here's the thing. We got Republicans that's supposed to be conservative punishing Republicans who really are conservative. That's the point. I'll, yes. never, I'll never figure that out. Yes. That's now, and 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 you know they can. It's it's so interesting how they can pat themselves on the back when they spend more money and bust a conservative spending cap. Yeah. But yet they they then run into a dilemma because they can't point to a single accomplishment of what was done. Again, it's promises. It's promises of what's going to be done in the future. It's not what we did with last year's money or the year before or that more people are working or that uh, our colleges. I mean, last time I looked, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm hey, happy. Gary, hold your thought. you thought on a college. Right. I need to take this break. Let me take this break. Gary Foster, my special guest. Take a break. Be right back. remember recess? Our children may not, because teachers and schools are judged on how well our kids are prepared to take a one-size-fits-all standardized test. Teachers must teach the test. It's not the same as actual learning. And worse, teachers can't get kids out of the classroom and on the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. Employers look for those things. They can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. The truth is teachers should be in charge and parents, but we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. You may say this is common sense. You'd be right. My name is Hunter Lundy. 
I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian and an independent. Let's let kids learn about life before they're old enough to be in it. And I mean it. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. When Stephen Wagaspak was Governor Bobby Jindal's top aide, Louisiana's economy sank from 6th to 42nd. 13,000 manufacturing jobs disappeared. Essential state programs faced severe cuts, and one in five Louisianans was left in poverty. Then, Wagaspak backed Biden's $2 trillion spending bill, creating record inflation and record debt. Stephen Wagaspak warned us. And we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagaspak, a mistake we can't make twice. Paid for by Protect Louisiana's Children, LLC. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with you. Great to have you. I'm laughing, I'll tell you, just a second. What are you laughing about? Gary's going to laugh, too. Uh, it's really is something somebody told me. But uh, anyway, Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Highlight. Somebody said, you know, we just lost those. Uh, now, Brad, listen to me. Gary, listen to me. So I had a guy call earlier, and he's a friend of mine. And we'll get after each other, but we're going to always be friends. And, and, uh, and all this money, it looks like Lafayette's. Well, I add on to get a, a, a monkey for him. <laughs> yeah. And he talked about all the jobs that are coming. So the guy, the guy writes me and said, if all the people in Simsboro that lost their job at the, at the glass plant could come work at the monkey farm, that it would, it would solve the problem. So I, that's, hey, that's well, what I'm laughing at. <laughs> I'm on the Lafayette. We'll check you in. Yeah. So the monkey, the monkey, jo- monkey plant jobs, gonna, people working glass can come here and apply for the monkey farm. Gary... <laughs> <laughs> Gary's going, where the hell is this dude's going? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gary, if I didn't laugh and I wasn't just a good guy, normal guy, having a lot of fun, I'd pull my hair out, but I ain't going to do that. You were mentioning the colleges and something before I had to Well, and, and and I'll make a quick point because I, I, I don't want to get away without a, a week of learning from you about the governor's race. And, and my point is, Moon, I really hope LSU baseball does well at the College World Series. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm proud of the women's basketball Absolutely. team. And I think the football team's ranked very high, fifth or so. But academically, Moon, mm-hmm. which affects all of the kids at LSU, not just the athletes, academically, LSU was ranked 177th the last time I looked at the uh, U.S. News and World Report, the lowest academic ranking of any SEC school, which means Mississippi and Alabama ahead of us mm-hmm. academically, Moon. Yeah. And nobody cares about that. No, we that's... pay for the highest amount of salaries for coaches. And we, you know, I guess we get the best because our teams are doing well. 
and everybody pats themselves on the back and they forget to look at academically what helps the rest of the kids in college. And look, all of my girls were student athletes and I'm proud of them and I'm proud of our athletics. But Moon, we got to worry about more than baseball and, yeah, and basketball it. and football. Let me, let, me, let me throw this at you, Gary. I'm, t- I'm going to make a bet. I don't bet, but if we were betting, I'm almost willing to bet you every Republican running for the governor, lieutenant governor, whatever they run, House and Senate seats, all I'm going to do, sheriff's department, mayor, parish president, council, whoever's on the ballot, if they're running as a Republican, I would be willing to bet you everything I got, they're going to run as less taxes, less government. We need to do a better job of what we got. We need yep. to create jobs. Yep. We need economic development. Yep. We got to get jobs in yep. here. We got, hey, here's my favorite one, too. We got to get education. We got to bring the standards up. And they all, we ain't going to, hey, not going to vote for any taxes. Every single and one of them run. Oh, yeah, crime. And don't forget about crime. We're going to stop crime. They, they, we already know what every one of them is going to run on. And then when it comes to voting and making a difference and standing up and being tough about this, they get out the way because somebody controls the purse string. Somebody controls their money. Somebody controls their project. That's what happens. Yep. 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 I mean, it, it's, it's, it's coming. all about accountability and we don't have any. No. Well, I'm just telling you what they run on, you know, and uh, first thing they did when Edwards got in office, I'll give you another thing. Just said, we got a guy here named John Paul Cousin, probably going to be my senator now. Nobody, they dread a district out where he's going to win. He got all the big Lafayette money people that are behind him. First thing, he, he, I got a pamphlet. I keep it in my phone. I will not vote taxes on the Louisiana people. You know what one of his first votes was? His first vote, whatever, was would vote for a $2.2 billion tax increase. And his literature said he ain't doing it. Since then, he's voted for more time. And he was one of the fraud squad members that stabbed Republicans in the back. He's going to walk in the Senate. Nobody's going to run against him because he got the money people behind him. I had a guy yesterday, you'll remember, is uh, former Senator Craig Moneybags Romero, old Moneybags. He's been on his program yep. a couple of times, okay? Moneybags yep. flat out told me it's about the money. He didn't give a damn about nowhere else in the state. He wanted the money here, and we got a chance to get the money. And I thought, holy cow, look at this. But Moneybags became a Republican back in the 90s when it was starting to be popular to be a Republican. But that dude yep. got more tax votes than uh, Rob Shadwan, who hates raising taxes. <laughs> I serve with Craig. <laughs> I know Craig. Yeah, I know him well. Well, guess what? I really know him a little better now. You should have been in here on the other day yeah. when they were both going at each other in the yeah. studio. Yeah, you could have had a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. Money, ba- money bags was in here. I, 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 yeah, hey, he, look, he, I not, was, he called one day, then he came the next. Yeah. And I was coming from a doctor's appointment, walked into Moon and and, and Craig Romero going at each other. Let me other. tell you something. Money bags. <laughs> Calling at each other. I give money bags oh. this. He got more guts in his left tip of his left oh, toenail than the rest of these Republicans like Cortez and and uh, Jake Snotter and, and Stefanski. And, I mean, he got way more guts. At least he money bags came here. All right, Moon, before you go, has the governor's race changed at all in your mind? No, if you look at polls, no. But I'm going to tell you, like I told Scott earlier, uh, I'm still, I still believe I'm always careful with this race. And the reason I'm careful with it is because I know 
the devil's advocate and everybody's looking for trash and, and it just gets trashy. And so I, but far as number wise, no, but I, I'm not, I'm not as certain as y'all are about what's going to happen yet. All right. I, 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 you know, it looks to me and has since the black Democrat got in the race, it looks to me like pretty much half of the votes decided and the other half, you know, to get to play in this game, somebody'd have to get half of the other half to have a shot at getting a runoff. Well, and and those numbers just seem ridiculous to me. Well, if you look at the if you look at the I'm just looking at the poll. Remember this poll was done by Bell Edwards and the Democrats. Okay, I want you to take that right. into consideration. But they're showing only twenty five percent undecided. So you gotta right. believe that Sean Wilson uh, Pothole Wilson is going to be thirty-one percent. You got to give him that, right? Because that, and right. so that only gets you fifteen percent undecided. You would have to, if you got every percent undecided based on that poll, then it'd be no way to get in a runoff. But I try to. I'm, I, I, I'm a little careful with all that stuff. I just watch governor races change on a dime. All right. I'm not just saying the numbers make it difficult in my mind. For somebody to get past uh, the governor's guy or to get past the leading Republican. Yeah. I just don't see how they do that. I tell you what, uh, you have to go somewhere. You got a few more minutes you can hang around. Cause I, I, I oh, no, I'm, I'm good. Why don't you do this? Hang, you hang around a few more minutes. We got it. Now, look, you go to the bathroom, get you oh. something to drink, wet your lips. And then we'll bring it back. We'll talk some more. Gary Forrest, we'll bring him back in some of the third hour. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.